Good evening. We are going to finish this series, and hopefully people have been working on this. Because, as I mentioned, you will be saying millions, millions of brachas in your life. And if you get it down, it will certainly give you bracha, blessing, ba'olam hazeh, bracha, blessing, ba'olam haba, a connection to Hashem, a new appreciation for Torah, a new appreciation for mitzvahs, an extra spunk and spark in your day, and in your, should I keep going? I can keep going. And in, in your connection with Hashem. And really, uh, uh, as mentioned, it, if you have that connection, everything else, it's, it's degrees. It's, if you're excited, if you're passionate, if you feel good and close to Hashem, so everything else is enhanced and improved and better. So we, just to review what we did last time, we discussed, um, first of all, uh, about a hundred brachas a day. Not to just throw it out of your mouth, to spit it out. Uh, if I can use that word. And the opportunity of doing it and having kavana, um, and I mentioned actually a few stories about shahakal. Right, about the boy, the stories and how powerful Shahakal is, how powerful people are, could even be motiva- motivated to say Shahakal Niebid realizing that the whole world comes from Hashem. Everything's from Hashem. But the more specific we are with brachas, the more important the bracha is. In fact, the, the Kedima, the priority of brachas is the more specific, which means the Bori Priya H, more detailed, is even a higher bracha. As I mentioned, um, that when you're giving somebody a thank you, a specific thank you is more valuable. Right. Somebody, you know, uh, my wife taught me this, I, uh, I'll, I'll give her credit, you know, you don't just say thanks for dinner, you say thanks for the chicken, it was, you know, exactly the way I liked it. And, and it, but what it really does, right, think about it, it not only gives the appreciation to the person, but it makes you think about what you appreciate. Right? If you're detailed, right? thanks for helping me out, as opposed to thanks for doing this and this and this and this, not only are you expressing and articulating more clearly the Hakara Satov, but certainly it could lead you to appreciate more what you have. When we realize what we got, we appreciate it more. When you, when you realize what you got, you appreciate it more. That was the first thing we discussed, and then we said, should we work on shahakal? Because what a powerful bracha that is. And then realize that even if we're more specific by the Bore Priya Eats and the Hadamas, what's the bracha on cranberries, by the way? Does anyone remember? Hadamas. excellent. Uh, I was it grows on vines in the ground. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Uh, because someone actually asked me that right after this class, I kind of think on a Wednesday or Thursday, it came up. So we discussed the more specific the blessing is, the better it is, the more powerful it is, the more we're able to thank Hashem. I mentioned how Victor Miller would say a brocha on an apple um, as well. Then what we discussed is. Um, Oid school of the flaw about saying brachas, that if you say a bracha, he recorded the Talmud, actually a Yalka, the Medrash, that you can be Tamu Uru'u Kitev Hashem. You'll actually be happier. You'll taste the goodness. You'll appreciate what you have. Many of us, we walk around life semi-depressed. Semi-depressed. Literally, people walk around mourning their whole lives at some level. Not excited. Not exuberant. Not passionate. Not with a spunk. Why? Because we don't appreciate what we have. If we really appreciate what we have, someone just reading out of the depths, right? Miss Miriam Schachter, 
Uh, the official naming is, is coming. Sure, that's the chef. Next week. Yeah. So, uh, out of that. So here's a boy this, uh, who becomes this chief rabbi of Israel, and you see how his, he when he writes this bi- biography of him in the Holocaust. It's an unbelievable book, by the way. That is an un. He was the he was the youngest survivor of Buchenwald. Of Buchenwald, seven. Who was the author? Who was the Unbelievable book. I think he was seven or seven and a half when he was liberated. Yeah. It's from your the camp. book. Yes. Yeah, it's a great book. I have the book also. It's a it's a great book. I quoted this on your I quoted this book on Yom Kippur. Remember the story I said about the the the, the wife who sent her husband to the army and he passed away and he hid the, the bag and if you ever get this bag I, mean, I just read that story tonight. That, that, see Tashka that made my Yom Kippur drasha. That's that that story uh, this year. So um, it's a great book. Yeah, but here's a person who lived with an appreciation for life, for the gift of life, for the gifts he had. In his whole life, he's walking around with, this, this, with, with not only the responsibility, but the, the, the vision and the mission of what he has. But there are many people who could have been like him, even, who could have lamented his parents were killed in the Holocaust. He never... He, he was a little kid. In little, like little. Five? I mean, little. Right. So, but his point is, is he appreciated what he had. And with ourselves as well. If we if we say brachas every day a hundred times, they were saying thank you God for this, thank you God for this. If we're really stopping and saying thank you God, thank you Hashem, we're, we're what we're really doing is appreciating life a hundred times a day, which we'll, and we'll appreciate we have. Right? We'll stop and enjoy it and savor it and really come to uh, and again I, and I mentioned even ashiyatzer is ashiyatzer. Hey, if your body functions, right? Even if you have a little here and there, thank God. You know what it is to not be able to go to the bathroom? <laughs> go to an ICU and see people who are hooked up on machines. You know what it is to not go to the bathroom? Every time, I think Ashriyatzar is the most said blessing of the day. If, you're, uh, if you are careful about brachas and you have a normal body, the most said bracha of the day is Ashriyatzar, which is thanking God for your bodily functions. I mean, of any blessing, you just, every time when you go to every time you should be thankful because guess what? If you can't go one time, you're in big trouble. <laughs> you're in big trouble. And I, I mean, I can, you know, it's not like just going to the bathroom. It's appreciating that your body's functioning. I, I, I mean, I, I live vicariously. I'll be honest. I, I see what goes on. <laughs> I see this too many times. I live vicariously. I know, and I, I'm able. I, I'm able to walk and talk and feel. I'm like, thank God. <laughs> Thank God. You know, every time I walk out of the ICU, I'm like, Baruch Hashem. You know, Baruch Hashem. So, but when you, I mean, you don't need to live a carousel like, like that. All you have to do is say, Asher Yatsar. Stop. Stop. Think about it. There's a beautiful sign. You can order those signs for free. They're on the board there. Put, get them for your house. Huh? Like if you go to the LA Israel bookstore. Right, also. Of all the places, and Hillel at Stanford, when you come out of the restroom, it's right there on the wall. Hafla it's Hebrew, it's in English, and it's transliterated. Beautiful, beautiful. I don't Fantastic. know how many people other than me use it. But who cares? But it's, it's a reminder. It's it's, um, okay, so that's what we discussed. That's what we discussed last week. I just wanted, because I want to promote this, I, 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 I actually quoted one book last week that I had a story called, and one, well, just one word, let us say amen, there's another book called The Imru Amen, right? And it's called And Let Us Say Amen. This book is all about also Amen. It's written by an early 19th century, uh, early 20th century Gadol, who had moved from Poland, 
to Jerusalem. It's such a fantastic book. It is so unbelievable. The, 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 the bulk of the Sefer, it's actually, it was written in Hebrew, but it was translated to English. Um, and it, it, the bulk of the book is talking about saying Amen, the power of the, of the word Amen. But just to give, just because of going to the last session, just to give a little taste, I'll read it in English just to make it easier, um, but some snippets of it. Says the author, in the, about the 100 benedictions, brachas, it is written in Otsur Chaim in Parshas Vayelach, that every day, listen to this, every day on which a person says 100 benedictions, 100 brachas, meaningfully, that's a bold underline, meaningfully, he will be kept safe from epidemic, pestilence, pestilence, like in the old days, it was like your stock market crash, by the way, <laughs> and every evil thing. In Shari Ora, it is written, as long as righteous Jews are righteous and pious, and they say a hundred benedictions properly every day, they will have all be fully rich, drawing the flowing water of Hashem's benevolence as they need. Now, there could be uh, something else which... Uh, causes a person to lose that, but the saying on your brachas, in and of itself, is a source of bracha. is a source of blessing in your life. Right? It brings bracha to you, it brings bracha to the people around you. Another snippet. The words of the Holy Shlav, the Shlav courses of Ishaya Harwitz, great 16th century sage, probably uh, one of the most important people in spreading Kabbalah, said in Berhetev or similar, every man should accustom himself to say all his benedictions aloud. Why? Why say the brachas out loud? Because the voice, when raised, arouses one's intention, intent and sincerity. If you say a bracha, quietly, so you, may even say, you may slur the words, you may think about it, you know, you may walking, but if you say it out loud, automatically you're going to say it slower. You're going for- to be forced to say it. So not only will you say it slower, you'll get people to say amen. Now, again, if you're, people are in a conversation, you don't interrupt them with your bracha. It's not nice, okay? Unless you say, excuse me. I happen to think it's not nice. <laughs> so, if you're talking, a third person's right there, bracha Hashem! I mean, you're not like, you, it's, it's a nice mitzvah, but not, not interrupting other people. Just, if, you're, if you really want to be mezak them, and if it doesn't look like they're, if they don't mind, then say, excuse me, I'm just going to say a bracha. You know, or, you know, let's inform the people. It's, okay, it's, okay, it's, it's just basic derech or If there's a class going on, not necessarily is it a good idea, but everything being equal, you have a lunch meeting, you have a family meal, you know, if you want to teach your kids blessings, the best way is you do it. Example. You know, you know, it, more than anything else, I think my first message in this parenting thing on, on, on Wednesday is if you don't do it, what you say is meaningless. <laughs> okay. You tell your kids to say blessings, you don't do it, it's meaningless. Your words, you know, if the kids are, are I, I'm not going to tell people, you know, who are Chinese people who are saying blessings, but, you know, you tell a kid to be upstanding, integrity, righteous, whatever you want from them, you have to do it yourself. More than anything else, if kids see the parents say blessings with intention, it's at the table, they will pick it up. Yes? Well, are you eating? No. No, you can't say it for him. Okay. No. How old, which, which, which one? I think he's younger. If he's tired, he's, he's not... How old is he now? How old is he now? Six. Six. So he's not really obligated. So just, you know, if you want to, if you want to, again, there's more long... You can say it to Hashem. So you say, Baruch Hashem. You can do it like that. But you definitely can't say God's name. Unless you're eating as well. 
Like if he's having an apple and you're having an apple, then you can say, I'll say the blessing for you. And then you can do it. But if you're not eating, you definitely cannot say the blessing. Um, but I think what's important, is, and this is just in general for all children, is to talk about, ah, oh, we thank Hashem blessing. It's supposed, if you give a kid to conceptualize what a bracha is a little bit, and you make it exciting, in our, in my house, what we do is we have a chart for the, when they're younger, and they get stars when they say a blessing, and at the end they get a prize. So we incentivize it, as opposed to forcing it with no incentive, with no incentive, right? Because young kids don't appreciate, this, you know, what we're learning is, we're old enough to be savvy enough to really appreciate what we're doing. A six-year-old, to a, it's very, it's very, I don't really understand the, the depth of it. But if you make it worthwhile, they'll get used to it, and they'll do it for the other reason, but they'll be on the right track, right? They'll be on the right track. That's what I would do, uh, if, if that would be the case. I had similar type things. Um, it says as follows, It is further written in Sefer Hagan and Derech Moshe, Every man has an obligation to say his benedictions out loud so those near him will hear and answer Amen. For the response is uh, of Amen is a testimony given about the benediction. That it's true. When you say Amen, true. Right? True. If he says it silently, however, it is although he concealed the testimony that it is about to give out. Right? Instead of saying, God, thanks from God. The other guy can't say it's true. And you will say it with less kavano. In the synagogue, this holds especially true that the man has to be answered to benedictions to testify to the truth. When the reader repeats aloud the prayer of Shemona Esri, particularly the three responses of Amen, about which the worshippers generally aren't careful, after Hamachazir Shkinasulitzion, they respond immediately with the congregation of Modim Anachnulach and fail to answer Amen. By the way, for the ladies, you know, sometimes the ladies who are here early, they don't always come into show right away on Shabbos morning or whatever. I mean, I think it's very worthwhile. You get a lot of amens. You can get tefillah at Tzibor. And even if you're not obligated, you're certainly, you're certainly your prayers are going to go a lot further if you do that. I mean, Rebbet and Kanyevsu Zechon would be at Vesik every morning. And why? Because an appreciation for all of the amens you can get, for all of the ability to dive at Tzibor, it's certainly worthwhile to try to pull it off. It's not obligatory, right? but it's a pretty, pretty big schuss. Um, by the way, if you get this book, you'll be, you'll trust me, and you'll try to be in show as much as possible. The author is, um, I think Waldman is his name, second, but it's, it's Waldman, Rabbi Joshua Alter Waldman. If you know, though, and let us say Amen, because it's a translated by Charles Wengroff, who translated a lot of the, the Sfarim in the 60s and 70s and 80s. Um, so if you see this book, you'll want to be in Shul. You'll want to see Amen and, and uh, any opportunity, because you'll realize what opportunity it is. You know, a person who has an appreciation for something, you're much more likely to do it. Right? You'll take, we say in Yish you'll take advantage. Yeah. What? No. This is, this is, this actually, it was first printed in 1979, which is, the second year of art school. It was, no. But uh, you, you can still, Eichler's will sell it, or any, mm-hmm. or I'm sure it's on Amazon as well. It is. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. But for, for me, and I wonder about other people as well, I mean, I find it very, very hard if I'm not exactly where the Gahal is, I, where the Gahila is, I, I'm distracted, like, oh, 
I know what they're saying. I know what they're saying. And I'm not there. And I'm not paying attention. I'm not I'm not where I need to be. And I so I, myself off in the library. I, so I, have, I have two answers. Answer number one is, it's not all or none. So if you even would go in for the brachas, and hear all those, that doesn't affect any of this. It's not all or none, right? You should certainly get the brachas. I can do my brachas and still say amen, couldn't I? Of course. That's what everyone, that's what everyone does. Do my brachas early. You should. No, 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 I mean before. You can even do your brachas afterwards and say amen, just to have mine not to be fulfilled obligation. Right? Mm-hmm. If you're here, I would say 15 brachas, 15 amens right there to that's right. powerful brachas. Number two is, you know, it's timing. If you're, you do things early, you can surely, I mean, the pace is not that quick, especially Shabbos morning, because I'm davening Shabbos morning. I don't go that quick. You know, we, this is as slow as you get. Uh, <laughs> ask, I can give you some names. It's not as slow as It's as slow as the shul is going to go. Shul, That's as slow as you're going to get. <laughs> Trust me, with a slower shul in California. <laughs> the, uh, yeah, yeah, it's not going to get clo- slower for a shul. So if you want to get a shul anywhere in California, you're not going to get slower than this, to my knowledge. I've never heard of a slower shul in LA or San Diego or anywhere else. You're not going to get slower. Um, Miami Beach? Uh, Miami Beach, now. <laughs> right, no, but well, on a serious note, I mean, again, so it's not all or none, and what you can get, you should get, and if you could work out your schedule to do it, it's a fantastic thing. It's not obligatory, listen. I, there's a lot of things in life, you know, there are a lot of opportunities, but I would just say that if you, know, if you weight things, if you have a proper appreciation, you can make better decisions. That's just how life goes. If you're ignorant or you're certainly lazy, you're going to squander good opportunities for growth. Good opportunities for bracha. Good opportunities for kirva Hashem. Okay, let me just finish this real quick. He talks about all the things, I mean, it's all the brachas. Um, he says wherever he goes, he tells people, Listen, and then I'm going to skip to the end. It's really long what he talks about over here, but you can get the book. It's all here. Therefore, my brothers and friends, don't let the response of Amen be a small, insignificant thing in your eyes. A man isn't called a tzaddik, a, a good, devout person, unless he fulfills what the Hebrew letters of tzaddik are, numbers indicate, right? Tzaddik is the tzaddi, or the tzaddik of tzaddik is 90 Amens. The Dalit is the Dalit Kedushas. The Yud is a ten Kaddishes, and the Kuf is a hundred Brachas. Okay. Okay. So, Revolver then says like this. Ha'esek b'sugi, we're talking about blessing, we're talking about getting close to Hashem Brachas. our path leads mo'imek lo'imek, from something that's deep, to something that's deeper, something that's teef, to something that's deeper. For after we already elucidated and explained a lot, something very very deep that lies in the there's a word in Yiddish that Yeshiv Bachman use called the kishkas in the right in the soul of the berachas not that they use in the in the rosha in the kishkas of berachas hananim. Who beramban? It's a nachmanis or it's a ramban. We just read this a couple weeks ago. There was a person who would give his son and put his son between two fires. Right? One of the forms of idolatry, paganism, in the time of a uh, 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 time of old, was their son. They put their son between two fires, and they would offer the son. Some said they actually literally burned their son's alive. Some just say just part of this fire ritual. Shikasa uh, Tame es mikdashi. 
Why should you not do this? Listen to the words of the Pasuk. That you should not desecrate my sanctuary and mechalel, also, like, also another word of, or purify my sanctuary and desecrate what's holy. Laman, so this is the, this is the language of the Rambana. Laman Thomas Mikdashi, Lashon Rashi, as Knesset Yisrael, the Jewish people, Shumikudashisli, don't do these pagan rituals because you'll, 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 you will contaminate the holy Jewish people, the holy Jewish people. How could one person contaminate the holy Jewish people? The Kvar Ramzuzem Midrashim says the Nachman and he's the Ramban. Has the Midrashim already alluded to this? Sha'amru, because it says, unbelievable. A person who takes benefit in this world, in Hashem's world, as we discussed a few weeks ago, below bracha, without saying a blessing, kilu gazala kadesh baruchu, it's as if they stole from Hashem. Uknas Yisrael from the Jewish people, you steal from Hashem kaviyachol, you steal from the Jewish people. Shema gazal aviv imo, you steal from your father, right? Ain aviv in your mother, ain aviv your father, that is Hashem. Vein imo elokas Yisrael, and your mother is figuratively both of these things is the Jewish people. Chaver hu liyishmachas. If you do that, you don't say blessings. You steal. You steal in God's world. You're you're a friend with a destructive person. Who's a destructive person? Yeravim ben Avat. Yeravim ben Avat was of course the person who broke the kingdom of Israel into two, right? And who stole and led the Jewish people into idolatry, according to many opinions. Who shehachati esesolim shemaim. Like Yeram who caused the Jewish people to sin to the, the Father in Heaven. Why? Right, when God, God created the world, He created man's last. Right? Remember, man comes at the end of the world. Right? Six days of creation, and the end of the sixth day, man is created. When God creates the world, He created man to make Mimavarach in the world. Right? We think in a consumerist society. Right? If I make a buck, an apple... I can buy an apple and it's my apple. No, it's still God's apple. I'm not talking about the computer. There's no broken on the computer. Right? Uh, you work for apple, you get an, a, a juicy apple. Right? You got, you made, it's not ours. You, you walk around the world. It's my world. It's God's world. And as I mentioned a few weeks ago, until we say a bracha, right? it belongs to Hashem. Right? We live in, a, in, in our world today. This is like radical to some people. It's God's world. Hey, we, within the, even America, it's God's world. It's God's. We are, we're we're on rented land over here. Hey, we're not. This is not. Not everything belongs to us. Hey, it's God's, and therefore God created. The point is to say bracha, and brachas keep the world. Brachas sustain the spiritual world. Listen to the words of the Ramban in the, in the, in the great Ramban, 13th century Spanish Kabul Hador. And if you don't raise God's name through blessings, you're going to cause the Shekhinah to leave the Jewish people. The Certainly take your son off. By the way, you know, I have had the, the, the very, very good fortune to be in the houses of some of the greatest sages, the greatest Sadiqim of our generation. Really, Mamish, so the G'dayli Hador. And you know, certainly when you're in their house around these great Sadiqim. 
you know, Chasir Shabbos Lithuanian Godolim Godolim Apoiskim Grace Rosh Hashiva Grace Rosh Hashiva. It's not just the pictures and the svarim that are there. It's like you know, you get to a meal. The bracha means something. Like I said, the Arab Army Kalinar, right? You wake up, you eat, you you make a bracha to eat. I eat to make a bracha. Like that is the bracha is all important. If, you feel God, and how, it's a, it's a difference. It's not like you're running to the food, like a, like a, like a cow runs to its pasture, you know. You feel God. It's a different, it's a, the whole, it's a different angle completely, which means, the bracham is important. Of course you need to eat food, and you should eat good food, that you should be happy. No, no one's taking away from that. I mean, I, 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 I you know, certainly, I've been there in the weekdays, but mostly it was on Shabbos, but, you know, I've been there for many other Gedolim's house during the week. Uh, but, the, the focus is on the, on the spirituality of it, right? It, it, it brings Shekhinah. You can feel it. You can feel it in, 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 a, in a righteous house. You can feel it in your own house. There's a big difference if you start your meal. Machamaitzi, mechamaitzi, with kavana, right? And you bench afterwards. You say, Birkat Amazon. It's a different meal. It's a different meal. It's a different reality of why you're eating what life is about. You're bringing the Shekhinah down. Hachavitz be So now the Revolva is going to darshan and going to expound upon the words of the great Ramban. Hachavitz be etzirah. Sheivarchu alav l'shmei hagadol. Right, God wants in His creation that you should we should bless to God's great name. God doesn't need our bracha. You know, right? when we make a coke, you think He needs a bracha on a coke or a diet coke, whatever you have. Right? Who drinks Coke today? Right? What's the Kima Yitzirah? This is a little bit that got put in our hand. To give strength and fortitude as it says in Tehillim, we say this in Davening. Give strength to Hashem. I saw Gava, so the Uzo Beschakim, Nairelakim Maktashacha, Kalisonos and Oiz with Tatsumas Lam Baruch Elokim. At some level, we give God strength. Is that, do you think we give, actually give God strength? We, we give God strength. What does that mean that we give God strength? Which means that God can give us bracha if we make brachas. <laughs> right? It means God wants to give us, right? like, you know, the other day, one of my kids, messed up my younger kids and they mess up really mess up and they get a pot in their hand that's like you know, nuclear <laughs> that's like the nuclear punishment uh, so I sat there with this, with this child I said why why do you make me do this <laughs> I said do you think I want to pot your hand do, do you, why are you doing this to me <laughs> it's true by the way I think I enjoy this it's very painful probably more painful for me I said why do you understand now that you gave me no choice? Right? You've given me no choice. I would love to not do this. I would love to just say, hug, kiss, give, her, give you a present. But you, you, you basically give... So I'm now I'm forced to pot your hand. And that's how God deals with us. If God, if God once doesn't want to pot your hand, or, or he wants to give us bracha, but if we don't allow God to do it, it's our deeds which create that reality. Right? To do, always give God the ability to give us bracha. Right? If we don't give the we can't give God the ability to give bracha. God, God created a world where there's cause, there's natural cause and results, even on a spiritual level. 
we're not here to spiritually. It, it won't connect. Now, even though God wants to, I'm telling you, I, I, I so desire to take this kid's hand. I literally it bothered me, right? And that's how God feels when He punches us. <laughs> now I'm gonna find out by a trillion, right? By a trillion. And when God has the opportunity to give us praise and to give us bracha, He's he, there's nothing more that Hashem wants. We're His children, but to know He's a little akin. <laughs> give God the ability. Give God the strength to do it. Just, God needs the, the material to be able to do it, not because He He is not omnipotent. Of course, He could do without that. That's the way He created the world that we live in. He created a world like that, that and for very you know uh, for more philosophical reasons, not for now. So. Um, we have to give the of course God's omnipotent. So He gives us the power. Right? We give God blessing and He gives us. This is our Hashem, our service of Hashem. And we will be requited and we'll be rewarded by this. Rabbi Yishmael ben Elisha, Rabbi the great Rabbi Yishmael ben Elisha, who had lived in the generation of the destruction of the Second Temple, when he was the last Kohen Gadol before the destruction of the Second Temple, he went on Yom Kippurim, into the Kodesh Kedoshim. God told Yishmael ben Ibrahim, God said, Yishmael, give me a bracha. For a nice bracha, he gave a bracha, and there the Talmud says in brachas, here you see that a bracha of even a simple person should not be light in your eyes. To understand this, you have to know that there are two ways God deals with the world. Actually, I was just learning with a couple of the college-age students, including a Reinderman, Derek Hashem, uh, the way of God last night and this actually came up this concept he, she, he, take, he doesn't take his good notes so maybe you ask him you know well, it's all there right uh, God deals a world where his countenance shines which is the Panim is, is the cloaking of God's countenance if you can use those words because actually it also connects not only to my class in Darachashem last night but it connects to this week's parsha, parsha's b'chu kaisai, right? Beharas part of you see God's divine grace, His countenance. Tmunas kabrachas vatslachas. All of the blessings, all of the, the successes are there. Ki poor panecha nasat alano Hashem, right? With your or panecha, with your with your light, with your countenance. The Hester part of when God cloaks Himself from a car, you don't see God's makor as a source of a kolat saras, all kinds of. Tragedies of Xeras, terrible decrees, Shiba Ilam. As it says in Parshish Vayelech, Vanaki Haster Aster Panimim. I'll hide my face from them, that God says. Ezo Han Haga, listen to this, listen to how we empower ourselves and the Jewish people. Ezo Han Haga, how God will deal with the Jewish people and the world is totally Bimaseinu. Right? It's dependent on our deeds. And then he just points out in brackets that Amchal elaborates on this, not in Derek Hashem. But in Das Tfunas, which is his work, which is a lot deeper than Derech Hashem, Koma, uh, it's an expansion. Koma Shanachnu Makirim Yaisu. The more we recognize God in the world, the more we bring God into the world, we bless God in the world. Anu Mamshichim Alo Elam Haras Panavis Bach. We bring more God into the world. We're we're acknowledging the Rebbeinu Shalaylam in the world. 
When we say Abracha, we're stopping and bringing Hashem into the world. Not only in the great good couple's house, every person in their own house does that. You bring Hashem into your house, you bring Hashem into your life, Misha, and bring Hashem into the world. You're cleaning the air, you're cleaning the spiritual air. When you do that Asher Yatzer in Stanford, you have a lot of air to clean over there. Uh, it's a huge responsibility to put on one person. No pressure. No <laughs> pressure. You may, you never know. You may make someone a ball tshuva, a ball tshuva, just from your brachas. That the koyach of that bracha, you may not even see the spirituality that it causes, but it causes it, it for sure has an effect. You never know. You may after a hundred years in Shemayim, you'll find out this girl who started going to classes because of your bracha. But if you don't make a bracha and you don't recognize Hashem and you just eat your apple, or go to the bathroom, or eat your bread, and you forget about the Rebbe the Shalom, as Ki'ilu Noisim Benoilamaylech gave your son to the paganism. Greater Master, Panim Ba'il, which means you cause a concealment of God's name in the world. Shazel Stalkis, in which that thought is you take out the name of Hashem from the Jewish people, and from the world. That's what Rambam means. B'koyach Chabracha says, Revolba, with the power of blessings, the power of brachos, we can change Hester Panim, concealment of Hashem, to showing God's countenance. You're stealing from Hashem. You're stealing Hashem's ability to give us bracha. You're stealing the two Oizalokim. You're stealing from the Jewish people because we're all connected. Each one of us, each lady, and myself, right? Everyone in this room, no, 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 no one, no one is excluded, right? It has the ability to ask his oiz alokim, right? Because God gave Israel power. So we create the spiritual world. It kills me. Whenever I think of the, the spirituality of the world, I think of, like these Jews in Hollywood, like the amount of tumma that they, you know, they, they unwittingly do. But you know what? God expects more from us because most of those people are so clueless. They are so far away from any any idea of godliness, any any iota of spirituality that the expectations are very low for them, unfortunately. But the fifteen percent of people connected to the Torah in this country who are Jews, fifteen percent of Jews who are observant, Hashem expects a lot more, and our ability to do is a lot more. And if we do our job, right, our brachas, you never know. Some guy Spielberg or whatever could change their whole life, right? Um, Portman, she's still Jewish, right? As is her son. Olive. She's a kid? Aleph. Aleph? Aleph. Aleph. Like the Zayas? Like the first letter of the Hebrew alphabet? Oh, Aleph. Aleph. The next one's going to be... Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> I hear. Okay, interesting. It's hope. Kaviyachos, uh, ashkacha, yoyinah, with kibiyado, klag Yisrael. So, Agur Aryu, which is the morale, Aryu, Kedoshim, Mifar, Shari, Goyz, Lusapri. says a person doesn't doesn't say uh, just stealing the fruits a goslin stealing right? someone walks into the pars they don't say they don't pay they're stealing right someone yes. comes to the pars they don't pay well no if, you, if they let you have it on a loan it's not stealing right uh, what does it mean baruch we say baruch whenever when we say baruch what are we saying baruch as I said a few weeks ago, God, you're in the source of bracha. You're acknowledging where you're getting it from. 
Baruch, not, we're not blessing God, right? <laughs> we bless God. Who is a bless God? God is our blessing. But we're acknowledging that God is a source of a blessing. That God's His presence should be spread in this world. We live in such an agnostic, atheistic world. Sick. Pasha, sick. And even people who call themselves religious today are so far from spirituality in their day and day lives. It's like such. And I mentioned this. If you were put in a newspaper, like Hurricane Sandy happened because of sins. Now, I'm not saying anyone in this right mind can know sins, but not because of the meteorologist said that. The people think you're out of your mind. Part of it's because you have these wackos in like South Carolina saying it happened because of this reason, this reason, right? But also because of the press, the media of this country, I think they say like ninety percent classify themselves as liberal. Fox is not that big, Mr. Stolen. There's only there's only one channel, right? You know, you know, and Rush Limbaugh, his mouth may be big, but it's not that big. There's like 85, 90% of the media out there, the general media, I mean, they are, a, it's a agnostic media. So every, if someone says something in a religion, their Maktis is parochial, dumb, foolish, and some of the people who do these things are that way, so they just give them more ammunition. But no, how many of us really thought God and Sandy? Most of us don't know. I'm not saying I have any idea why. Okay, I'm not a prophet. I'm not a prophet. But certainly it makes you think about godliness. But most people are so far from that, right? And I mentioned somebody felt, and they thought, like, what is it to, to take something on? Most of us fall. We don't even think about it. Like, we take it as happenstance. We take it as happenstance. Hey, we we we're, we're lacking a lot of that in, in our lives. We're we're lacking a presence of God. It says Yosef, anything you do, every step of the way, he would see God, he'd feel God. There was a deep connection, right? That's why that the, the pasuk says that he saw Yosef was close to God because everything Yosef would be constantly praying to Hashem. Right? We live in a world where that's so far away. I mean, anytime you hear the news, it's everything man-made. The, the, the all of the news, all of it's just. And we live in a world of, of a career advancements up to us. And even an observant Jew, it's difficult to, to, to break through that shell. Right? Brachas certainly is one of the things that breaks through that shell. Adayin Rabbah um, HaVoyedashem. The truth is, it says Revolba, we have a lot of work ahead of us in this. Niyatsin, Lechavintah, every time I say Baruch. Baruch. God, you're the source of blessing. Hashem. Baruch. Hashem, you're the source of blessing. Um... And if we, by the way, if we have this, it just changes our lives. It changes our lives. Come upon me, it becomes ingrained and inculcated into our hearts. Which, in particular, people are murgulim, they spit it out. Right? They do it as they're in a rush. In the middle of the day, they, you know, I've seen guys in yeshivas, like they're walking the hall, I've seen them talking to themselves. I mean, like, <laughs> as they go and throw the paper into the basket, you know, uh, as they're doing five other things, they can say Ashiyatzer. She's Oyer Bo. Dvarm Gedolim says of all the many great things you can say by saying Brachas correctly. Luyetsur Shemishu. Imagine a person is matzliach, is successful to say Brachas a hundred times of a day correctly, like we said in the beginning. He'll become a person who has reverence of Hashem. It will change their life to be a Yirei Shamayim. They'll have reverence of Hashem. It will, they'll feel Hashem in their lives. And if you have Kavanah and Brachas, if you do a hundred Brachas a day, 
That's 36,500 rochas a year. Right? That's 36,500 thank yous, recognitions of God. Melech, as we spoke to a few weeks ago. Baruch, as we mentioned, a year. Vein l'shayir, you can only imagine. Right? Sheikhoilam, the brach on your life. Imen zorkin brach on You just don't spit the brach out of your mouth. Maroi vahefse, what's the loss? To go through life saying brachas. Without kavana, without intentions. Uh, really contemplating and pondering it and cogitating it. How much your shemaim are you losing out? And how much shemes kedushim say that kavana? brachas saying these brachas every day takes work, takes a little bit uh, for like anything in the spiritual world. Right? Like marriage takes work. Like life takes work. <laughs> takes work. Right? Nothing good comes for free. Like I mentioned, Amal. Right? You, you're connected to it in that way. Uh, Hagid also is supposed to do it with contemplate. To stop. Stop. Before I say the bracha. Appreciate what you're saying. Even if you'd say, even if, you get a, if you, you don't nail a hundred, if this class, if working, if you change ten brachas a day, you're already a different person. You're already a different galaxy. You're already a different being. You're already a different spiritual level. Right? Uh, and with that level, you can't even imagine how much bracha, how much bracha you bring into your life. Why? For those who bless, become blessed. This will end this, this, this part of the series. But life has opportunities. Every day, we have bracha's opportunities. I would suggest... Class, and people should go over these three, only three lectures to review them and to inculcate the lessons because if we do we'll change all our, our spiritual life in this world we'll be blessed with material blessings and we'll have the ultimate blessing of being a Yireh Shamayim a person who has reverence to Hashem a person who appreciates and cherishes life thank you yes Whenever we say bracha out loud, yeah. you bring Gilu and Shekinah, and if Chas Hashanah we don't, well, no, no, if you, well, no, no, if you don't say a bracha, I don't say out loud. Oh, okay. You bring more Shekinah if it's out loud, though. Okay, okay. Yeah. Would you go as far as saying that when you say a bracha out loud or otherwise, there's a Kiddush Hashem, would you go as far as that? It could be, certainly. I think... Does it have to be a public thing to be Kiddush Hashem? Well, I think, listen, every, Kiddush Hashem is, is, is a very different angle. Kiddush Hashem means mm-hmm. who you're dealing with, where you're dealing with, your circumstances of it, I think you should, that you have to weigh out where and what it is. Right? Like I mentioned, if people are talking, you say a bracha, I think that's rude. Right. I don't think it's a kid Hashem at all. And people look at it as, as a, well, like I mentioned a couple weeks, weeks ago, like I'm walking by in Jerusalem, the guy has like a, a whole 32 ounce of Coke, you know, Barah! in the middle of the street. But, I, I think certainly, <laughs> but, but what I do think is that if you're with even a girlfriend who's not observant, you go out to eat, it's one-on-one, and you say a bracha, you just changed her way, or she's thinking. She's never thinking of that. Or you're with a person, or with your family, or in a good circumstance, it's certainly a Kiddush Hashem on top of everything else as well. But I think Kiddush Hashem is one of these things, it's, it's, it's dependent on, it's not, it's not a black and white, it really is circumstantial Kiddush Hashem. Uh, you can't, you know, whether it's doing Kirov, whether it's sanctifying God's name, whether it's talking to people, sometimes it's, it's right, it's to, the, to the circumstance. But it could definitely be a big Kiddush Hashem. Yeah. Other questions? Thank you.